Kia ora and welcome to the Female Career Podcast. My name's Anna Johnston and I'm a leadership coach for women. Now for today's episode, I wanted to focus on the topic of work-life balance. And when I was originally planning the podcast and which questions I I thought I'd quite like to ask the women who were podcast guests, I hesitated about work-life balance. I wasn't sure whether I should include a question about it. I guess I was kind of thinking, you know, would men get asked questions about their work-life balance? Probably not. But then I thought about um, all the women that I've coached over the years. And work-life balance is a topic that does come up again and again. So it did seem relevant to, to include and to ask that as a question. So today, instead of me sharing some of my own thoughts about balance, I've included here the reflections of five of our podcast guests about their own balance. And I hope that their personal thoughts are useful to you in helping you try to find some sort of balance in your own life. First up is Kendall Flutie, who's founder and CEO of financial education platform Banker, which is used by over 180,000 students across New Zealand and Australia. I can imagine Banker must be pretty full on, particularly as it's you've got that sense of impact and purpose and wanting to to bring financial literacy to kids across New Zealand and now Australia. How do you find mm. balance between your working life and, and your life outside work? I didn't have balance for a while and I think that was really detrimental. And I'm now really open about that with anyone who's walking a similar path or considering it or perhaps even ahead of me um, on their journey. I think, yes, commitment, and dedication is important to any career path, especially if it's your own business. But I think that there needs to be a balance in there. We always need to make sure our well-being is at the forefront of what we're doing. So having recognised that and having support network and my partner is incredible as well, being able to pull me away from the business or when I'm getting too entrenched in what I'm doing has been vital. But Also, it has to come from self-recognition and until I was ready to face up to the fact that just being at work and being on my computer for 12 or longer hours a day, it doesn't equate immediately to productivity. It equates to appearing busy and uh, a sense of of self-contribution, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm moving the needle in ways I want to. So now I'm finding, I won't say I've found, but I'm definitely finding more of a sense of balance and I get pulled back into unhealthy situations at times, but having people in your life that can hold you to account in that regard as well has really helped me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think balance is one of those things that it's you don't suddenly, ta-da, I found balance and you're done for the rest of your yeah. life. I think it's it tends to be, you find it at times, other times you're a bit out of balance and you just have to remember how to get yourself back in there again. You're so right. It's not, yeah, it's not a destination, is it? That once you get there, you just set up camp. It's it's like the tide and it's coming and going. You just want to try and make sure you're in the right position at the right time. Yeah, and it's little things like ensuring I've just come back from some leave and it was incredible, incredible time off. And it was only, you know, a week, but it was just what I needed to recuperate, especially after some of the challenges of this year as well. So, yeah, I think ensuring that you're okay and you've got that well-being will actually allow the business to thrive and it'll allow you to perform as you want to for your team and, and for the business. And I think that's a, there's somehow this almost misconception about entrepreneurs that you need to be full on 24-7, giving your everything to the business. Yeah. And actually, as you say, in reality, looking after yourself and making sure that you're healthy and productive can, in fact, be better for the business. 
I definitely bought into that rhetoric as well. And, and I probably added to it actually over the time. So I'd like to officially go on record and say that <laughs> I retract all those statements that <laughs> I used to start work, stupid hours. And and then you buy into some more of the culture as well. Like you've then got to do half an hour's meditation or whatever it may be that um, the other entrepreneurs are doing or the entrepreneurs in San Fran or whatever it may be. But there's no script. And you've got to do what works for you. And I really don't like meditation. So I just play my guitar poorly instead. And that's really relaxing to me. So there's absolutely no playbook um, that you have to follow. You just have to figure out what wellness looks like and feels like for you and take the little steps that will help achieve that. Next up, with some thoughts on balance, is Emma Eden, who's principal horn with the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra. I know you've you've got a wee daughter, yeah. young girl. You've obviously got a pretty full-on life in terms of the, all the preparation and then the performances with the Symphony Orchestra. You've got all the outreach, the kind of community work that comes with that. How do you find balance between your work and, and your broader life? For me, it's like the holy grail. That's something I'm historically very bad at, I'll be honest. It's something I'm working on, I think, I'm really lucky. My wife's incredibly supportive. She's not a musician, but she really understands. You'll see us on stage, but when we're not on stage, we're preparing to be on stage. So that often means if we go on holiday, I've got to take my horn. or like, I don't really have too many days off in a row. I've got to work a lot of weekends and things like that. But Liz is really amazingly supportive. Having a baby was really scary because I was like, how is this going to work? I'm going to be like a terrible mother and a terrible horn player. Like This is all my fear. And I've definitely gone through waves of feeling like that. But I think I I sat down with myself once. I had a meeting with myself and got myself a coffee and thought about how to tackle this feeling. And I think I just realized, yes, I don't have as much time as I used to, but I just figured with the time I've got, I just need to be smarter with it. So having a, she's now one and a half year old, It's the first time probably, this sounds really sad in my life, that something or someone else has come before the horn. So she's actually taught me a lot. She comes first. So Maggie comes first, absolutely. So when I do have my hour to get my work done or or however amount of time, I've got to be really smart about it. And I realized historically, I think I wasted a lot of time. (laughs) So just trying to, at the moment, like I'm right in the middle of trying to work on being more efficient and being smarter with the time I've got. Because I don't want to be working if I don't have to on a Saturday. I want to be hanging out with Liz and Maggie. But how can I make that happen? So even if it might mean on the Thursday or something, I just try and be organized with it. It's still a work in progress, (laughs) but um, that's my goal anyway. I really enjoyed hearing the perspective of Tracy Holpapa on balance. Tracy is a professional director with a wide range of governance roles including being on the board of the Treasury, Predator Free 2050, the Chiefs Rugby Club, and also chairing the Federation of Māori Authorities. Tracy, I'm really conscious that I was looking at the, your list of directorships and thinking that's mm-hmm. a, the busy old life you lead. How do you find some kind of balance between your work and, and your broader life? Mm-hmm. I believe that good life's a simple life, and so in many ways... We, my little family, um, live a very simple, simple life, and that's important. I have every morning, I, I wake early, Anna, and I meditate, I pray, I do my exercise, you know, keep fit, and I think that provides me with an anchor for my day. Mm. And I think the one of the 
gifts of COVID is that people realise now that you can still operate, you know, that hybrid of online and face-to-face meetings, so there's that. I think, you know, a few years ago I was at Stanford University and on a programme and we had the opportunity to meet with Professor Condoleezza Rice and Mm -hmm. she talked about pulling together your truth tellers, just a small group of trusted uh, friends or advisors who would be with you 24-7, no matter what, uh, and have your back. And so I think that every person, every woman needs a, a small group of truth tellers. I've got mine. Uh, they cycle in and out depending on where I'm up to and what I'm doing, uh, the challenges and the opportunities I'm working through. And that group of people keep me grounded and focused. And they're the people, Anna, who will give me a call and say, Tracy, you're looking a little tired mm-hmm. or have you thought about or how about or could you or should you? And they are objective, fair, and they have my best interests at heart. So I think being able to balance that out I'm also in the fortunate position, Anna, of being able to um, do what I what I love. So it, it's not hard in that regard. I think the other thing that more women are starting to realise that, especially for those of us who are decidedly single, that we do need support from who have a nanny and a property person and you know other people who help me so that I can do what I do best, which is being a director and, and chairing stuff. Next up with some of her thoughts on balance is Hema Patel. Hema is currently Managing Director for Database Solutions, a division of the global ICT business NTT, and was previously CEO of streaming service Lightbox. More broadly, you've got a busy work life, likely a very busy life outside of work. How do you find more generally some kind of balance between those two? Yeah, that's a, another good question. I think about, I'm going to think about this, but I don't think about it. As in, I'm not sure that, you know, they, they, what was the thing? The work-life balance. I'm not sure there is actually work-life balance. I think there is a work-life understanding. And if I think about what that means for me, my weekends have always been sacred. Ever since I started my career, weekends are off limits. Now, that doesn't mean I never work in the weekend. It just means that I begrudgingly will do, but I'll absolutely make sure that I can, you know, spend that time with my family at at another point during the week. So for me, that's really important. Outside of that, I just juggle it all. And what does that mean? It means that if I have, you know, an hour available in a lunch break or or an an hour without meetings that happens to coincide at lunchtime, I will run myself up to the gym and and if I can, or or just go out for a walk. That self-care piece has become incredibly important for me. I go to yoga once a week and that's just about a a mental and physical reset, letting the old week go and, and leaning into the new week. I try and attend every single one of my children's soccer or cricket games and they tend to be on a Friday or a Saturday. Um, often one of the very few mums that will do that and, and that's just you know where, where we put our priorities but I worry that I spend so much time at work this is the guilty mum talking again I spend so much time with my work that, that I also want to have dedicated time that I am with my children so there's that so there's this care piece and having those weekends and family time that is a little bit sacred but also and this is going to sound very cliche so I'm already hating myself for saying it if you enjoy what you do, it doesn't feel like work. And I know we've all heard that a thousand times before. Now, am I passionate about ICT? Not not necessarily, but I love my job. It's fascinating, really interesting, very, very challenging. And for me, then I don't mind that I have to fit 
you know, work around home in a lockdown scenario, for example, I don't mind. I don't mind because as long as I get everything done that I want to be able to do, then it's all just swings and roundabouts. So I think I probably was that person 10 years ago, putting work first and everything else last. But children certainly add perspective to your life. (laughs) And also, I think, you know, my my biggest learning is in the last few years is is if I don't create capacity within myself, whatever that means for me, and for me that means yoga and exercise, then I simply don't have capacity to give anybody else. And that includes my, my children and it also includes my work. So that's something that I really encourage people in my team, people in my family and my friends as well, is you've got to feed your soul. You've got to do what's right for you because you just won't have anything left otherwise. And the last woman sharing her thoughts today on balance is Caroline Rainsford, Country Director for Google New Zealand. How do you find balance between a very busy, full-on job and your broader life? Yeah, it's not easy, Anna, and it's the topic that we talk about so much. I try and avoid thinking about balance. And I've got to a point where I really think about integration. And this year has actually been a huge catalyst of that for me. So I now integrate my family life with my work life. I've been able to adjust my work. So I'm spending a couple of days at home a week. And during the day, I will just integrate my desires around my children. So for example, it was you know only a couple of years ago where I just took for granted that I would never see my son in his swimming lesson because it was during the week and I just was like, okay, that's just something that unfortunately you're going to have to miss out on, Caroline. Where this year, now I schedule my... I, I work from home on a Wednesday. I schedule my diary. I've still got a very packed diary, but I schedule a 45-minute break where I just go down and, and watch him do his swimming. It brings so much joy to him. I love it. And I can still do exactly what I need to during the day, but I just have that opportunity to do it. And and so I just, I don't feel like I have to choose or I don't feel like I have to miss out on things anymore. But I also integrate things for me. So the team at Google New Zealand know that every Friday morning, Caroline's on the golf course. And that is just where I am. I spend an hour, I spend just over an hour on on the golf course every Friday um, before I kick into my, my day. And I just think that I've started to really be firm on carving out that time to either do my passions or prioritize my family. I don't always get it right, but luckily I work for an organization that's very supportive of that. And I think very few of us do get balance right most of the time or integration or, you know, whichever way you look at it, I think it tends to be an ongoing challenge and one that often needs tweaks along the way. But figuring out within that, it sounds like you've done, what are the things that are important to me to find a way to to integrate into my week alongside my work and and making sure that you're really deliberate about about booking those in and keeping them sacred. Yeah, that's definitely, there's one other thing actually, Anna, on this topic that I think has been really important for me is that. Years ago, I used to have this belief that busyness equaled importance or that busyness equaled great outcomes. And through a lot of really great business coaching and thinking through this a lot, I've managed to get rid of that belief. And it's made me a better leader in terms of the busiest leaders are not the best leaders. And so sometimes it's actually okay to say no. And it's also okay, like I'm becoming so much better at delegating because I've increasingly realized that I don't need to do everything. And you actually let go. And then that allows you to keep your life a little bit more sacrosanct. So that was quite a big one for me was getting rid of that that belief that 
the best leaders or the best managers needed to be really busy. It's just rubbish. The value that I can bring to the team here is not by having a stacked diary every day. And I think you're right. I think a lot of us go through life thinking busy equals productive. And I think sometimes there's also that, and I've heard women talking about it as they see the sort of the senior leadership roles as being ever more busy or longer hours, more full on, more stressful as you go up through the organisation. Whereas interestingly, there's research that says actually the more senior you get, typically actually your hours come down slightly because you're able to delegate and have more choice about the work that you do. So I think recognising that being more senior doesn't necessarily mean more busy or more stressful or more full on, that that's a, a great insight too. So I hope you enjoyed those five very different and very personal reflections on work-life balance from Kendall, Emma, Tracy, Hammer and Caroline. Now, if I were to take just a couple of key points out of those conversations, it would be, first of all, that balance is personal. It's different for everybody. Secondly, that it ebbs and flows over time, over weeks, over months, over years, but that it's very rarely perfect for anyone at any point in time. And the third thing I take out of it is that one of the core things that came out of that was that balance means or starts with taking care of yourself first. So if you enjoyed this episode of the Female Career Podcast, do please take the time to subscribe and rate it on Apple Podcasts. I'd also really appreciate if you could share the podcast with friends, colleagues and and family too. Thank you so much for listening. And I really look forward to you hopefully joining us again soon for another podcast episode. 